Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Worship Center in Brighton, Michigan. We hope you enjoy this encouraging message. For more information on our church family, visit faithworshipcenter.org. Matthew 21, beginning in verse 1. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage unto the the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway you shall find a donkey tied in a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. And straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell you the daughter of Zion, Behold your donkey and a colt, the foal of a donkey, and the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought them the donkey and the coal, and put on them their clothes, and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, others cut down branches from the trees, and strawed them in, in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, uh, cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved. You notice that? All of the city was moved saying, who is this? And the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Hallelujah. This prophecy is from Zechariah hundreds of years before this story took place and and Jesus used this particular animal here and there are really there are certain things that you see in this story that made this animal here something that God could use. Jesus said if anybody tries to stop you from getting this animal he said tell them the Lord has need of them. Now, this story here, it's in all four Gospels, and, you know, oftentimes uh, only one or two writers would pick up stories, but in this case, all four writers picked up this story, which really shows us how important uh, this story is. But I want to minister to you a subject here this morning, and it's this, are you carrying Jesus? Are you carrying Jesus? Would you pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, we ask you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit, God, to minister your word to your people. Lord, I ask that you would speak through me to those here, those watching by live stream. And Lord, we thank you for today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen Amen. and amen. 
This story here, the triumphal entry into Jerusalem, it marks the beginning of what's referred to as the Passion Week of Christ, which was the final week on this earth that Jesus lived leading up to his crucifixion and his resurrection. And what's interesting here is that Jesus said, the Lord, speaking of this animal, he said, the Lord has need of him. This is the only time you see in scripture the Lord says that, where the Lord says that he needs something. You know, when you think about God, God is God all by himself. God has no needs. God is self-sufficient. God is all-powerful. You might need water and you might need food, but God, he needs nothing. God is self-existent. He is totally sufficient and he needs no one. Acts chapter 17 says we can't worship as though he needs anything. That he is the one who gives us life. You, you see, God doesn't need your worship. We need worship. God doesn't need you to go to church. We need to go to church. We need the word of God. We need to be fed by the spirit of God. We know that God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. That he owns the earth in the fullness thereof. And so God doesn't need anything. And then we come to this one place in the New Testament. And Jesus is entering into the last week of his life here on earth. And he says, I need a donkey. And so this is a really unusual moment when Jesus says, I need that animal right there. You see, a donkey is a burden bearer. A donkey is one that can get up under a load and carry a burden. Jesus didn't say, I need a, a white stallion or a Tennessee walker prancing. I, I need a powerful, muscular Clydesdale horse that will project an image of, of power and glory. Jesus did not say that. He, he was saying, I don't want to make a photo when I come in as king of kings like Napoleon with a, with a white stallion standing up on its hind legs. He, he was saying, I don't need any, anybody to prop up who I am. I'm the king of kings. And I'll come in riding on a lowly donkey. I don't need stallions. I don't build my church out of stallions. Stallions think that people are clapping for them. I use lowly things. I'll come in riding on a donkey. I, I, I use burden bearers. People who get up under a load. If, if, if there was ever a time when God needed burden bearers, it's right now in 2022. If there was ever a time when God needed people who were willing to carry the burden of serving Jesus, it's right now. Can I tell you that there is a burden that comes with serving Jesus? It's not easy serving God. You're living a life that is contrary to the ways of the world. You're living a life that is contrary to, to the, 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 the desires of the flesh. But Jesus, he's looking for burden bearers. Financial crisis will not stop us from reaching a generation that is lost and dying without Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Whatever the world goes into from this point forward, it will not stop, but we will get up under the burden of carrying Jesus into all of the world. The 
church was not built on stallions, the, the strong and the powerful, but he chooses lowly people. He chose the fishermen, the normal, ordinary, common people that would get up underneath the load. Amen. And maybe you're saying today, serving God is too difficult. It, it, it's too hard to live for God. I've been trying to live for God. I've done everything I can, but the load is too, too great for me to carry. Jesus is looking for people that will get up under the load. You see, if you're not willing to have a burden about the kingdom, about souls, about the, the nation, you ought to get a burden for the lost and the multitudes of people who are godless and, 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 and on their way to eternal separation from God. If you're not willing to, to, to get that burden, I don't care how much talent you've got. I don't care how much power you've got. That's not what Jesus is looking for. The first thing he looks for when he decides to use somebody is, can you bear a burden? Can you get up underneath the burden of carrying Jesus Christ? You see, when you go to third world countries, and I've been to many third world countries in Latin America and Africa, one thing that you see is that they will, most of them don't have, you know, four wheel drive trucks in those countries. And so they'll have donkeys that are so loaded down that you can hardly even tell that it's a donkey. You can hardly even tell what the animal is because the, the load is so massive and so heavy. And, and, you know, Jesus is looking for people that are willing to, to, to pay the cost for serving him. People that are willing to bear the burden of serving him. When God says, I'm going to use somebody, he's looking for somebody who can take a load where you don't break, you don't give up, you don't quit, you don't give in, you don't throw in the towel, but you say, I'm going forward in the mighty name of Jesus. Come hell or hot water, I'm not giving up, I'm not quitting, but I'm going through in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. You've come too far to look back. God has brought you through too many things for you to quit right now. Too much hardship, too much heartache, too much disappointments in life for you to give up and for you to quit right now. He wants you to bear the burden of following him. You see, I've never seen a pretty donkey. I've never seen a donkey that looks pretty. I might not be a stallion, but I'm going to hear Jesus say one day, well done, thy good and faithful servant. God's not somebody, he's not looking for someone who's spectacular. He's not looking for somebody that just walked out of GQ magazine for you to be used for his glory. He uses ordinary, common, imperfect people who are, are willing to serve Jesus and are willing to be used to further the kingdom of God and to be used for the glory of God. Hallelujah. But we see some lessons here, here in some of the last week leading up to the crucifixion and resurrection. And one of the things that we see with this triumphal entry and Jesus riding in on this donkey is that the greatest blessings come from the greatest burdens that you bear. The greatest blessings come from the greatest burdens that you bear. 
The, the burden that the animal was, would bear was Jesus, but out of the heaviest burden came the greatest blessing. And I believe that this is true in life, that, that the burden that he bore, it was the blessing that he carried, and it's still true today. You might be going through a burden today. But when you've got Jesus, I, I shared the story last Wednesday night of a pastor in Ukraine recently, and he was interviewed, and he was asked the question, you know, how do you manage to stay strong here in Ukraine with the war that's happening in our nation? Why have you chosen to stay and not flee the country? And, and he said these words. He said, uh, the presence of Jesus in your boat will not keep the storm from coming, but it will keep your boat from sinking. When you have Jesus in your boat, it doesn't matter or it doesn't mean that you won't go through a hard time. It doesn't mean that you won't go through a storm. It doesn't mean that you'll, you won't go through difficulty, but your boat will not sink because you've got Jesus with you and Jesus is the one who does the heavy lifting in your life. Jesus is ultimately the one who bears the burdens that you face in this life. Everybody wants God to bless them, but few are willing to bear the burden of carrying Jesus. I want you to understand today that there is a burden to carrying Jesus Christ. The, the young people want all of the blessings, but they don't want the repro reproach on the burden of carrying Jesus. As a young person, you won't get invited to the party because they'll know that you're a Christian. You won't be allowed into every circle and every clique or whatever the case because you're serving Jesus Christ. That's a part of carrying the burden of Jesus Christ. That's a part of following the burden, uh, carrying the burden of Jesus. And if you're not willing to bear the burdens of Jesus Christ, then you can't have the blessings of Jesus Christ. There is a burden to saying no when the flesh wants to say yes. There is a burden to saying my body is a temple that belongs to the Holy Spirit. But I still believe that the greater the burden, the greater the blessing, if you will be willing not to be ashamed to bear the burden, the reproach, sometimes the rejection from the little clique and the little cloud, a little crowd, I gladly bear the burden of following Jesus. I, I gladly bear the burden of being a child of God. I gladly bear the burden of being a born-again believer. Hallelujah. You will be mocked. You will be persecuted. You will be made fun of. You will be excluded. You will be misunderstood if you bear the burden of the word of God and try your best to live by it. You cannot have the blessings of this book without bearing the burdens of this book and saying, yes, I am different. And yes, I am a child of God. And then no, I don't live like everybody else lives. And no, I don't give into the immorality of this world and the sinful passions of this world. But God has called us to be separate from the way of this world, to be separate from the worldly worldliness and to be used to have an impact on this world for the glory of God. God has not called us to be like the world, to win the world. He's called us to be separate from the world and to use us for his glory to have an impact on the entirety of this globe if you believe that i want you to give the lord a hand clap of praise hallelujah another thing that we see here we see here is that jesus calls 
the unqualified. One of the writers, he said that this animal had never been ridden before. That means that he was unqualified. He was, it was untrained. It, it, ne- it had never been broken. It had never been mentored. You know, sometimes we think that, that we have to be something great before God chooses and uses us. But the Bible says that this donkey had never been ridden before. Jesus qu- calls the unqualified. Jesus calls those who are imperfect. Jesus calls those who are messed up. Hallelujah. I'm reminded of Moses when, when Moses took that, that rod and threw it down under the rod and it, and it turned into a, a serpent, a supernatural serpent. It was just a common, ordinary stick. Nothing special about the stick. And then he threw it down and then it turned into something supernatural. But later on, we see in the story that it then went back from being a serpent back to being a stick. You see, everyone wants God to use them, wants God to use them for his glory. Everyone wants to be used in miraculous ways. But after God gets done using you, can you go back to be a common, ordinary person? I'm just a stick in the master's hand. Hallelujah. I'm not perfect. I'm not something special. I'm just following Jesus for the glory of God. Hallelujah. I said on Wednesday night, everybody wants to be a chandelier in God's living room, but few people want to be a nightlight in the hallway. And there are so many more people who are not stumbling in the dark because of a nightlight in the hallway than there will ever be a great big chandelier that says, look at me. God is looking for people who who will lead others to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm just a stick. I'm just a common, ordinary person. Jesus, he calls the unqualified. You feel unimportant and unqualified, but God says you are just the kind of person that I like to use so I can get some glory out of your life. Hallelujah. Jesus says, I don't need a stallion. I need a donkey and it will bring glory to my name. Hallelujah. You may not know how to do everything perfect, but you know what the world needs? Somebody carrying the burden of Jesus Christ. And if you will do that, he will teach you and train you all of the rest. Hallelujah. Another point here is that if you carry the burden of Jesus Christ, Jesus will do the heavy lifting. Hallelujah. When you get into situations that are too heavy, he does the heavy lifting. Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 4, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Hallelujah. He's the one who does the heavy lifting. He's the one that carries our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, spent of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
You might say, Pastor, it's too hard living for God, but grace lightens the load. Hallelujah. It lightens the load of guilt and shame. Grace does the heavy lifting. Hallelujah. If you feel like you're going through something today that is too hard for you to bear, maybe there's somebody here, somebody watching by live stream, and you're going through feelings of depression and feelings of fear, and you feel like you can't move forward. I'm not just talking about unsaved. I'm talking about born again, child of God, who are facing burdens that seem too great to bear. I want you to know that Jesus will do the heavy lifting, that grace will give you the strength to get up and to keep going in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. All you've got to do is come unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see, a donkey is built for endurance, not speed. You see, God doesn't want you to just make a, a quick sprint and then we can't find you six months later. Somebody that just, you know, explodes and then it's all over. Have you ever seen that before? They get saved. They're on fire. I want to be used by God. Maybe they preach one time and then they just disappear. They're, they're like a, a shooting star, a little glimpse of light, and then you can't find them anymore. No, God, God has called us to endure. A donkey is built for endurance, not speed. Ecclesiastes says, in verse 9 says, that the race is not to the swift. You see, the kind of people that God chooses and uses are the people who will endure because there are going to come times when the load gets heavy. There are going to come times when the enemy whispers to you, quit, give up. You're going nowhere. You're going to utterly fail. You don't matter. You're insignificant. You're unimportant. You're nothing. But you know what the donkey does? He gets up underneath the load and he endures and he just keeps on enduring. Hallelujah. He does not quit. He does not give up. He does not walk away, but he keeps enduring. Hallelujah. You know, I think that my favorite animal getting on... Noah's ark was the snail. Two of them. Because as they were heading toward the ark, I can see the zebras zipping by and the, the lions leaping by. But here comes these two little snails. And I just have to use my imagination. One of those snails saying to the other snail... All I know is that the Spirit said the door of that ark cannot close until we get there. And so we're going to get there. We may not be the first. We may not be the best. We may not be a pretty stallion. But we will not quit. We will not stop. I'm getting on the ark in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't care what hell tries to bring. I am going to endure until the end by the the grace of God. I'm never turning back. Somebody shout with me here today. I will endure. I will endure. Hallelujah. I will not quit. I will not give up, but I will endure. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
You see, the Greeks had this famous race called the torch race. And the history behind it really has to do with endurance. The, the, the torch race in Greece, all of the runners would be given a torch that was lit and had a burning fire. And, and the person who took off and crossed the finish line did not necessarily win the torch race. The thing about the torch race, and we use it in the Olympics, is that not only do you have to cross the finish line, but you have to cross the finish line with the flame still burning. Can I tell you something here today? The devil is trying to put out your fire. The devil wants to extinguish some flames. But I'm not going to quit. I'm going to make it to the finish line. And I'm not just going to make it to the finish line. But I'm going to have my torch still burning. I'm going to have my torch still on fire. Hallelujah. Have you made up in your mind that you are going to finish the race with your torch still burning? Hallelujah. With that fire still shut up in your bones? Hallelujah. I will endure this race. Hallelujah. Another thing this story teaches is that just because you carry the load doesn't mean that you get the praise. Just because you carry the load doesn't mean that you get the praise. The Bible says that when Jesus got on that donkey and they started coming into the city of Jerusalem... The people, they took their coats off, and the Bible says here that they, they threw them down on the ground, and they started singing, Hosanna, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. Now, when they were saying, say, saying, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord, I don't think that this was a whisper. No. I don't think that this was a Baptist praise, you know? Uh. <laughs> I don't think it was a golf clap. No, but there were some shouting and some singing that was going, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Bible says, shout all you people, shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph, hallelujah. To clap your hands, all you people. We believe in giving God praise, hallelujah. And if you go to a church where you can't shout and you can't praise and you can't sing and you can't worship, you're going to the wrong church because where Jesus is there's praise there's worship the bible said the whole city was moved by his presence hallelujah when when jesus shows up you can't just sit by and and, and just like nothing happened no the the whole city was moved to worship hallelujah you see when the spirit of god moves he moves you to worship he moves you to praise he moves you to clap he moves you to dance. Hallelujah. When the Spirit of God moves upon your heart, there's a freedom to worship God. Hallelujah. Some people will say, well, that, I've heard this before. Well, that was just the culture of that day. Well, you need to adopt the culture of that day then. Because our culture does not conform to the Word of God, but the Word of God changes every aspect of our being, including our culture. Hallelujah. And so there should be a freedom to worship and a freedom to praise God. Now, if that donkey would have been like any of us today, he would have been thinking, man, these people are really impressed with me. They're really impressed with me. I'm, I'm their favorite donkey, apparently. 
How great I am. We got a lot of donkeys in the church today. I'm not pointing any fingers. We don't got no donkeys here, but I know they're out there. Just because you're carrying the burden of Jesus doesn't mean that you get the praise. If you ever have a talent or, or a gift that can move multitudes, you better remember that your job is to carry the burden and to make sure that Jesus is the one who gets the glory, the praise, and the honor. He's the one that gets the praise. I'm just a donkey. I'm just carrying the burden of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I heard a story one time of a he, was a, he was a young preacher. He was just getting started with preaching. And, you know, he kept going up to the pastor and telling the pastor, I'm called, I'm anointed, I'm, I'm the next big thing, <laughs> next big shot, you know. And, you know, the preacher kept listening to it, listening to it, listening to it. And then finally, it was a Wednesday night and, you know, the pastor, you know, didn't have a word that he felt to share, whatever the case. And that, that, that young guy was there and he asked him, he told him, I'd like for you to preach tonight. And this guy, he got up and he walked up the steps and he had his shoulders propped back, you know, like, I'm going to show these people what's up. They're, they're about to hear a preacher they never heard before. And he got up there and, and he opened up his Bible and when he opened up his Bible, his, his messages fell to pieces within five minutes. He didn't have anything to say. He didn't have any, anything to share. It was embarrassing. It was awkward. And he, he ends up closing his Bible. And he begins to walk off that stage after five minutes. And, and this time, as he's walking off the stage, his, his shoulders are slumped. And, and his head is down. And he's discouraged. And when he sat down on the pew, there was a... An old preacher there sitting on the front, the front row, and he told him these words. He said, son, if you would have walked up there the way that you came down here, yes. then you would have come down from there the way that you went up there. Yes. <laughs> Again, if you would have walked up there the way you came down from there, then you would have came down from there the way you walked up there. If you would have stayed humble, then God could have used you for the glory of God. You know, God does something wonderful through our life, and it's so easy to, to get crazy in our thinking and to start thinking that this is about us. But no, we're just a donkey carrying the load of Jesus. He's the one that deserves the glory and the honor and the praise. And, and can I tell you something here today? The people that I've seen that are being used on some of the greatest magnitudes today over worldwide television are some of the most humble people you will ever meet. People who realize that they're just a vessel being used for the glory of God. That's what God is looking for, people who will bear the burden of following Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so you better give God the glory. If he's, if he's blessed you and paved your life with blessing, he doesn't need a stallion. He needs a donkey. Hallelujah. Singers and musicians can come back here today. One other point here that we see in the story is that Jesus can't use you until you've been untied. Yeah. This donkey, the Bible said, was tied to a post. The Bible said that, that Jesus had him loosed, and then he had to be led 
to Jesus. You see, when you get saved, Jesus looses you. When you get saved, you experience freedom. Amen. Until you get loosed, the circumstances of your life, the scenery will never change. The alcoholism, the drug addiction, you'll always be bound. But when you get saved, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, he unties you, he frees you, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But not only did this donkey have to be loosed, this donkey then had to be led. You see, not only does God want to save you, but we've got to continually be led of by the Lord. Continually let this every day of your life, you ought to say, Lord, I need your leading. I need your guidance. I need your direction, Lord. Lord, I need to walk according to your way and not my way. Today, Jesus, he can loose you from those chains in your life. Hallelujah. He can loose you from the guilt and the shame. Maybe it's a, a fear of man. It's been well said that the greatest prison that you and I could ever live in is a fear of what other people think. Amen. But whatever you're tied to today, are you willing to disconnect from what's holding you back today? Amen. Are you willing to disconnect from that bondage in your life? Disconnect from that sin? Disconnect from that shame? Jesus, he wants to lose you in every area of your life here today. You can stand to your feet. We're going to do this song here today called I Speak Jesus. Amen. And as we sing this song here today, whatever the bondage is in your life, whatever's holding you back, whatever's keeping you from going forward and doing what God has called you to do, today is a day to call on Jesus and say, Lord, I'm asking that you would deliver me. I'm asking that you would change me. I'm asking that you would set me free. If there's somebody watching today and you're battling addiction, you're battling alcoholism, today Jesus can set you free. Hallelujah. I know that they'll say out there that you will always be a recovering drug addict and you'll always be a recovering alcoholic, but that's not what the Bible says. That's not what the Word of God says. When you get saved, He con co completely sets you free. When Jesus died on Calvary's cross, He broke every bondage in your life, and all it takes is simple faith. In that finished work, and you can be freed through the power of the Holy Spirit.